I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alenios Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Illennials Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Seth. And Seth, recycling isn't real. Recycling isn't real. Learned this. Apparently it's been known for years. I learned this this week from an NPR uh, article. Uh, now I know what you're thinking out there, listeners. NPR stands for Nice and Polite Republicans. Yes, it does. Fuck NPR. Yep. They are not lying about this. This is true. So... A lot of those bottles that we've been saying, the plastic bottles have been saying for years, you can recycle and to send off to, to, to save the planet, you little eco-warrior. They're just getting burned. Yeah, they just burn it, and it goes in the atmosphere, and uh, it's really good for the ozone layer. <laughs> it actually helps, it repairs it, actually. That's why we should be doing it. Well, so I'm sure you've heard of microplastics, right? Yeah. And they're in the ocean water, they're in the groundwater, they're in our food, they're yeah. in our bodies now. And scientists are like, well, this is bad. My thought is, it's microplastics, it's little plastics. How bad could it possibly be? Exactly. It's small. Yeah. It's like, you know. Yeah. It was macroplastic, call me then. Then yeah. I'm worried. It's like people, all these people are like, oh, I bought a microfiber cloth. And I'm like, well, what do you use it on? Your <laughs> tiny heart? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Your, your small I penis? I want big fibers. Yes. I want real big fiber cloth. That's right, Seth. Macro I want the whole cloth to be one fiber. <laughs> one big um, fucking fiber. But yeah, it's this thing where just because, um, you know, the thing people do when they talk about how they're trying to do anything recycling or conservation based is they're like, I'm trying. And you know what? I, I try. I do recycle plastic, glass. Uh, aluminum, all that shit. I recycle it. I don't really do much of them anymore. I've tried to cut out as much as I can, but you know, something slipped through the cracks. Um, and it, every time I do it, every time I collect all the stuff and drive fucking thirty minutes to the closest recycling center and put all this shit in and drive back, I'm like, there is a ninety nine percent chance that this isn't doing anything. And I'm just wasting my time. Also, how how but how I do much? It. Like how many how much CO two are you putting into the air driving all the way there and driving back? You know. Yeah. Who knows? Like, and how much are the machines that operate and you know pick up all the like you know they have those big dump truck style machines to pick this shit up? How much are they wasting just being there? Yeah. And it makes me it's like I really wish instead of me doing this every day, we could just attack the root cause, which is that we should eliminate all and I mean all single use plastics in the world, every single one of them. Be smart. There should not be any. When you go to a drive-through, you sh- you will be supplied by the government or by that corporation with utensils and with containers. You will give to them at the drive-through. They'll put it in there. They'll wash it or whatever because you know they got probably adhere to some safety standards. And then they'll put your food in it and they'll give it to Look, you and you get the fuck out. You all get a box. You get a wooden box. You get a, yes. a wooden spoon and a wooden fork. And a wood that's, knife. that's what you get. <laughs> you gotta yeah. take care of them. You only get one. And the, the funny thing is, we say this, I and mean, there's like, like if our podcast was like super popular, people people who like dissect that clip and be like, this is what they want. <laughs> they want us to get a wooden box, a, a nondescript wooden box, and a bunch of wooden utensils, and that's what they want us to have. We have to fight this. Look, you can paint a fucking giraffe on the side of your box if you want. It's your box. Do what you want with yeah. it. Oh yeah, we should we should mention that now. You're go hog wild with your box. Yeah. Put a hog in it. Yeah. I don't care. It's your box. No no questions asked. But if you break your box, we will ask lots of questions. Yeah, we will. You will actually be brought into a, a windowless room and asked lots of questions. With a drain in the middle of the floor. Yeah. Boxes do not grow on trees. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they grow in the trees technically. Um. But yeah. So jokes aside. 
that's something I think about because, like, I'm you know, I'm I'm a man of culture. I love fast food. Yeah, I for me and you, we both partake in a good amount of fast food, and the literally the only thing I feel bad about is all the waste it produces, especially with like cups. Yeah. And, like, just paper bags and all this. I'm like, we could eliminate all of this if we just made a system for it. Mm-hmm. And if everyone adheres to the system with their wooden box, it'll be so easy. Wooden cup. Gotta give you that as well. Oh, yeah. We will give you one wooden cup. So, remember that movie, The Graduate? Yeah. And he's like, he's like, we give you one piece of advice the future. Plastics. He's right, but not the way he thought. Yeah. <laughs> the future will be plastic, yes, sir. And we'll all be dead. Um, yeah. but here's the and thing. it's like some of the stuff is so easy it's like yeah. just you know but here's the thing don't use it plastic is act- it can be recycled it can be it's actually possible yeah. but the reason they don't is because it's not economical because they can't make yep. money off of it it's all about money all about profit if you can't make profit off of it no one wants to fucking do it right so they'll, they'll yep. gladly kill the planet for a few fucking more dollars every month otherwise. So we could be allocating the resources necessary to recycle plastic and your life wouldn't change at all. But we won't because they need, they need that fucking money. Yep. And there's plenty of products that are made with plastics that can't be recycled and people don't even know that. Yeah. And then apparently I've, I've heard that like places that actually recycle, if they even get like a couple of things that aren't recyable, like a couple of like milk cartons that aren't allowed, they'll just throw out the whole bunch. So eh, whatever, can't recycle it, fuck it. And yeah, one thing we gotta, for, for so many ethical reasons, one thing we have to stop is bottled water. Yeah. Except for in places where the water quality is undrinkable, we should not be purchasing water, bottled water. Right. There are, there are you can, fuck, if you really, if you want to have, if you want to do it, do what I did. I bought a little pitcher that filters your water for you, and then you can drink all the fucking water you want. You don't have to worry about it. It's there for you. Like, you, you can use a, you can use your wooden cup that you get from us. You can put water in it, and you don't ever have to buy another bottle of water. And your wooden and straw, it is awesome. Yes, wooden straw. No more paper straws. We, I know we we heard the feedback that you didn't like paper straws. Guess what? Wooden straws. We got you covered, baby. But here, we're gonna give you a little fucking read right out of the goddamn swamp. Yep. But here's the thing to me is that we could use disposable plastic. Right, but have to be, but we, but we have to use it in a responsible fashion, which means not making every single goddamn thing in the world out of it. Yeah, like fucking action figures and shit are made out of fucking plastic and stuff, and that's just eventually end up in the trash, right? Like in the garbage, and it's never, it'll never I mean, go not away. Not if you're a true collector like me, but sure. That little fucking He-Man toy from the '80s will be there when, when fucking. I, when, when Paul Atreides is taking over fucking Arrakis, that He-Man toy he'll, will be unchanged. He'll, he'll reach into one of the dunes and pull out a little He-Man toy. Exactly. Um, Basically mint condition. Didn't, side note, didn't they put like a chemical in the Stretch Armstrongs that would like power a car or something? <laughs> like, didn't they... Wasn't that like what what happened with Stretch Armstrong? Or something like this. Didn't, didn't yeah, it, put poison in it or something like it? It could kill you if you ate it. Didn't it stink real bad or something like that? Or yeah, like if you ripped it open, it would smell bad. Yeah, and it would. Uh, it would really fuck you up. Apparently, I'm pretty sure there was. I heard something about that when I was when I was younger. Stretch Arm, and there was there was some kind of toy that had like patchouli in it, or it smelled like patchouli, and it never goes away. Yeah, and it's just the worst. Um, but yeah, it's just. It's insane that we made this incredible, like, super strong, basically indestructible material. I mean, by, by the standards of it'll never go away. And we use it for every fucking thing. We didn't just restrict it to things it had to be used for. But no, we was like, hey, put it in everything. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, like, it's the same thing with, like, um, fossil fuels and all that stuff. It's like, whenever I think about, I just think about where I live. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I live in an apartment complex. There's, like, I don't know. 100, 200 apartments here. Each person's probably using X amount of plastic, X amount of gas. And I'm like, man, that's a lot. And then I realized, yeah, there's also 10 more complexes around me. And there's 50, 50 fucking states with that many complexes, that many houses, that many businesses. And it's like, you have to really realize we are making so much waste and we are doing nothing about it. We aren't even fucking Elon Musk. If you want an idea for SpaceX, start shooting our trash into space. Mm. Like... Fucking do something about it at least. Sorry, your words ran out of there. I thought I said space sex. And I was about to say, 
No, we don't. Now, if Elon, if Elon Musk really wants to make money, that's where you go. Seth, I have to tell you the greatest story that's happened this past week. Tell have me. you heard of Nikola? No. Nikola has no relationship to Tesla, but it is another company making an electric truck. Okay. Okay. And because right now Tesla's stock it just keeps going up, like nothing can stop Tesla's stock. Yeah. Um, Nikola is now getting money too. Their stock do- like doubled in price basically in a single day, and it's, it's still trending upwards. Well, finally, a uh, this is the most insane thing. So Nikola's difference from Tesla is that they have a hydrogen fuel cell. That's their thing, right? Like we're not just an electric truck. We have an you know an onboard you know fuel system that you don't need to plug in all the time, and recharge it. So the hydrogen fuel cell and the thing is that they got exposed by a data research uh, uh, firm that is called, I'm not kidding you, remember, hydrogen fuel cell, <clears throat> the research firm, is called Hindenburg Research. Wow. And they revealed that in the, te- the video for the Nikola truck they're showing off, when it's going downhill, there's no engine in it. It's not running because the technology isn't fucking real, okay? It doesn't exist. And so Nikola's response to this I'm not kidding you, Seth. This is not a joke. Their response, they put out in public, not in a court proceeding, no, in real life, was we never claimed in that video that that vehicle was moving under its own power. I mean, they're not wrong. I don't, there probably was not a disclaimer. Now, of course, I do hope this now makes a new trend where every time you see a Chevy commercial, it's like these cars were propelled using their own internal engines. <laughs> Nikola's new invention, the gravity engine. Get ready. What if all what if we realize all car commercials have just been on down? <laughs> take the parking brake off. No, what happened was right before they were shooting the, the camera, a whole bunch of horses were pulling that car really fast, and they cut them loose at the last second so you don't see it at all. So you're telling me that Hindenburg took down Nikola, who was trying to take down Tesla. Right. Well, I'm trying I'm just saying the hydrogen angle wasn't so funny to me. Um because, of course, the Hindenburg disaster. But the the funny thing here, too, is that today, after this reveal happened, and Nikola said that they, they, their CEO, who has been revealed to be like a, a, a scummy fucking uh, con artist, is now getting invested by the SEC. So a CEO. Well, yeah. He, their stock went up. This is why, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but this is why I tell people that the stock market is complete bullshit. Makes no there sense. There is nothing stupider than the stock market ever. It makes no fucking sense at all. It's not connected to anything, any real economic activity anymore. It's just like, no. what? Because again, what does Tesla make to make it worth more than fucking General Motors? Yeah, Tesla makes one vehicle that not a lot of people have, and that's it. It's a super expensive, poorly made sedan. And yeah, they just, but once again, it's the thing we talked about with the tech bubble is value is perceived. And because as much as I hate it, as much as I absolutely hate it, because people really fucking dick ride Elon Musk, that value goes up and up. I just, they haven't produced, they they can't produce cars on the same, their gigafactory out in the goddamn desert isn't even done yet. It's not even making the cars they said they could make three years ago. It's just like wow. it's all it's all it's all smoke and mirrors. It's all tricks. None of it is real. And eventually, the people who are going to be hurt by this are the middle class and sometimes even lower class guys using like Robin Hood to buy stocks in Tesla. Who will be left holding the bag when the real investors pull their money out? Yeah. We also found out that SoftBank, the Japanese uh, organization, is responsible for the big tech bubbles happening right now because they've been just buying tech stocks as fast as they can. Remember, these are the guys who thought that WeWork would be a trillion-dollar company one day. Yeah. Yeah. And other fun news that I saw in the... Uh, man, it's the stock market is wild. Are we doing a Smith stock market corner? I think so. Here's, here's my, my current uh, stock tips I got for you all. Y'all. All of our, our day trader warriors out there. Okay. Yes. Take all your stocks that you've got right now, okay? And I want you to sell them. Doesn't matter what price they're at. Sell them. Yeah. Go out. Buy. Here are the three things you're going to want to buy. Four things you're going to want to buy. Shotguns. Shotgun shells. Glass bottles. And out and, and uh, gasoline. And now here's what you're going to do next. Yeah. 
Um, and ironically enough, you should probably also stock up on bottled water, <laughs> which I said you shouldn't, but at this point you might need it. Yeah, that's true. It is true. Um, but yeah, so the stock market is completely fake, and it always has been, and it's just convinced people, you know, that you should just put your money into it, and people are like, oh yeah, I have a 401k and all this stuff, and I'm like, yeah, some people are going to get paid out on that, and a lot of people these days aren't, because the stock market is not going to be around very long. It is, it, it's it's all funny money, it doesn't make any sense, like, the the amount of actual money out there, I'm I'm very concerned is much lower than we think and like you said the soft bank place is just really literally making us think there's more money out. Well, i think there is that all the money is in it exists but what in terms of economic activity does that money actually represent finance does not produce anything the, the bank the fucking finance corporations they don't make anything they just make money they move money from place to place, often into their own pockets. And what do they do? This, it's not like a steel mill that makes steel. It's not even a fucking fast food joint that produces fucking burgers. They don't make anything. So at some point, someone has to ask themselves, what are you doing for us right now, exactly? Yeah, that should be on every, like, like, publicly on any company. Any company on their website, there needs to be a, a blurb that says, this is exactly how we make money. And this is how much we make from it. What we do, and, and why you need it, because there's a lot of companies making shit you don't actually need. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call them out. Um, toilet paper. Just use your, uh, your hand and yeah. a cup of water. That's what you need. I mean, use your wooden cup. No, Seth, um, simple. Buy a bidet. Buy a bidet. Bidet companies, are make, they make real products. Now we can, we can keep bidet companies. Yes. You will get one wooden bidet. Well. <laughs> get, a, get a wooden bidet. Yes. Uh, it's it's um, eco-friendly and sustainable. Other, th other companies don't need to exist. I know people are going to uh, not want to hear this, uh, but I'm going to say it anyways. The uh, space travel companies. Get rid of them. Don't do it. Get my hair. Yeah, because that should be handled by NASA. Right, the garbage. Did uh, you see that NASA is offering money for space rocks? For moon rocks? Yes. Which is, I mean, I'm glad I have a couple in my closet. <laughs> I can, you know... You know, we all do. We all do. Make my nut this month. We were saving them um, up for rainy day, you know, just in case. Which is hilarious. Like, NASA should be able to say, oh, we need moon rocks, and we'll be like, okay, go get them. Yeah. Just go. And they should be able to do it. Their whole argument is that it's a test case to prove that we can buy and sell space resources. No! No, don't! The space resources yes. should not be bought and sold. What are you talking about? This is not something we needed proved. We didn't pay fucking Buzz and Neil to come back with moon rocks. We just sent them up there for, for the fuck of it. But in hindsight, I bet they wish they would have now. I guess that's true. I bet like, can you just pick us up a couple of rocks, please? Well, they, I mean, they did, but I mean, I mean, what, what if Neil had shoved one moon rock up his fucking ass and came back and sold it to a rich guy here on Earth? Like, would that be okay? Well, then I feel like they're not really buying the rock. They're buying a story. That's true. I, <laughs> I don't feel like the rock is the transaction. Well, the rock is worthless, yes. But you, but you could point at it and say, hey, it came from the moon. Well, I, sorry. We're not talking about you, Dwayne Johnson. Oh. You, you are a very valuable <laughs> member of lots of movie franchises. That is true. We, um, stick around, the rock. We need you. Yeah. Uh, Black Adam's coming out in 2020. Yeah, apparently. And there's like a really weird trailer for it Seth, um, which is just him standing still have you seen tenet have you seen the the stuff what happened with tenet I've, i saw the whole movie oh, you saw you saw tenet no I didn't. okay well i was going to tell you that apparently it did uh absolute dog shit numbers here in america yeah the numbers that i said last week were apparently fake yeah yeah those were not real it turns out they did even more poorly than they thought that they said it did to begin with even after Tom Cruise's buzzing endorsement of the movie. <laughs> it still, it could not, it could not hold water, apparently. It's, it actually, Tenet may have killed a good number of movie theaters across this country. You know how? They re, they reopened and funnel a lot of resources into the fucking opening of like it. Like, they pay rent on commercial properties, right? Well, if you're closed, not making money, you can make an argument, and companies get a lot more leeway than we do on this, to say, we're not making money, so give us a break on the rent. But we but this yeah. time they were open to show the new Christopher Nolan's shitty movie, and they didn't make any money off of it. Yeah, which is why I'm like, all right, Tenet failed. That is good. 
push Dune. Dune. Yeah. Make sure that Dune only comes out when it is safe to watch. And if it is never safe to watch ever again, I'm saying this live. I don't ever want to see that movie. Yeah. Unless unless Villeneuve is less of an asshole than Nolan and is like, all right, just put it on VOD. You know, if, if we're not allowed to go to theaters by the end of 2021, be like, all right, just put it on VOD for him, please. You don't have that whole Mulan, like you got to have Disney Plus and pay 30 bucks to see Mulan. I would pay 30 yeah. bucks without even thinking about it to watch Dune. Yeah. You know, I like how that Disney Plus thing is. You have, to, you have to pay for the service and then you got to pay for the movie. To watch a shitty movie by all accounts. Yeah, I've seen a lot of clips from it, and it uh, does not look good. I've not heard a single good review of that movie. No. And no. it even goes so far as that in the credits, they thank a, a Chinese organization, and people Googled it, and it was a goddamn security force for a Uyghur secure, a concentration camp. Yeah, they, they like persecute like homosexuals and shit. No, the Uyghurs are uh, Muslims uh, in China. They're, oh, Muslims. Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what China's stance is on LGBT people. Um, probably not great, but where what is, is Japan's stance on LGBT? Uh, not great, as far as I understand. Okay, okay. Uh, I don't. I was playing Persona Five, and I was really wondering because, like, in that game, you can you can romance all but one of your female confidants in that game. Um, but you can't romance any of the dudes. Yeah, and I'm like, come on, let me let me get in you skates pants. Well, the thing is, but, like that that nope. game, boy, I thought that it really wanted me to fuck a catchy. I was like, is this, is this happening? Like, we're switching clothes and I'll, glasses and shit? God, fuck a catchy. I mean, yeah, fuck a catchy, but like, it was like, yeah. wait, what's going on? Is this, are, we, Cop. are we vibing? Are we vibing right now? I don't, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Uh, um. What's funny is that in Persona, Persona uh, 4, they were actually supposed to be able to uh, romance Yosuke, the primary male companion you have in the game. Uh, they cut it because one of the guys is super homophobic. Yeah, it sucks. I was like, this game, you know, why not? Spread it around. Used to be a lot worse. Uh, before Royal came out, the original version had a scene where Ryuji basically gets raped by some gay guys. Uh, and you're supposed to like... That's still kind of in Royal. Uh, um, he, I, guess it doesn't go, I guess it doesn't go as far in that. Because I only played Royal, so I don't know true. what the difference is. Trust me, when are. I played it in, in 5, it was much worse than what you saw in Royal. Like, it was insane. Okay, well, comforting, I guess, that it's not in the game I play. Yeah, yeah, true. So, yeah. But Mulan sucked, and i pay money to watch Dune right now in my house. Bring it on. I, I, would, I would love to I would go see any movie in a theater. I'd, I'd go watch anything right now. I, I, yeah, if it was completely safe, I would be in the theater every day for the next month. Yeah, I'd love it. I'd, I would... I'd watch Tenet five times, even though I like it or not. I just keep watching it, I'm like whatever. I'd go back and I'd finally watch Cats. I, I would do it. Put it in the theater. I'll go see it. <laughs> That's not going to be in theaters ever again. No, but it, again, if it was safe to go do it, I would. But if it's never going to be safe to go to a theater again, which it probably will in like a couple of years, whatever. I still want to see Dune though. <laughs> like, and I'll watch it on this yeah, little TV. I don't care. I'm telling you, this is slowly turning into a Dune podcast. It is, we need to and I'm it. fine with it because I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. The trailer dropped. Worm, worm. Yeah. They are still, let me get in close to you, they are still giving me blue balls over what Stellan Skarsgård as Baron Harkonnen is really going to look like. I've counted. We get two shots between the two, between the, the only trailer, the other one was like cell phone quality. We get two shots, both of them a little over a second long, and only one spoken line of dialogue. And we still have not seen his big pudgy ass with his little mechanical body. Yeah. And I so want to see that. You and me both. I'm so hyped. I wanted that more than Worm. And we got Worm, which is cool. Also, I saw this. You might have seen this too. Was, I can't remember which one of those. You know those websites that just churn out 10 articles a day about whatever movie trailer is out? Yeah. There was this one that was like, oh, what's the deal with that big worm from Dune? I'm like, what do you mean what's the deal? It's a big worm. It's in Dune. If you want to know more, read the book. What's on the cover of 90 fucking percent of Dune novels? The worm. Yeah, exactly. What do you mean what is the deal with it? It is a big worm. If you need to know more, read the book or wait for the movie. There, it's a big worm. There were so many other questions you could have addressed. Like, what are those weird flashy things that with the knives they're hitting each other with? Like... Yeah. The worm we understand is a goddamn giant sandworm. Like, exactly. It's a big worm. I don't the, the book is the kind of the same way. It's like, yeah, there's big worms. Yeah. What do you mean? It's a worm, dude. What more do you want? You know, yeah, walk without rhythm. Yeah. It, it, I saw people making fun of it saying that it looks like a butthole. And here's my thought to you, my friend. 
if your butthole looks like that worm's mouth and it contains a baleen, please go see a scientist because you might be destined for arrachis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might be a sandwich. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they are. Spoilers um, for the third uh, Dune book. I haven't gotten there yet. So yeah, he's, I guess you spoiled something for me. Oh, um, you also don't even know. Okay. Um, but yeah, so obviously we were very excited about that movie, and we will move on. This, to a this topic concludes now. dudes talking Dune for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once it becomes its own podcast, it'll be different. <laughs> the podcast we secretly insert into this podcast uh, every week. Catch it. Listen very carefully. We'll catch our our Dune uh, segments every now and again. We're known for them. Seth, you thirsty over there? You thirsty boy? I am. I'm drinking. I'm drinking a lot of water. I see that. I'm drinking my filtered water that I'm talking about. You trying to get healthy? Sure. No bottle. I mean, I drink. I just drink a lot of water. I mean, I would love to be. I would love to be a healthier person, but I just don't have the willpower. I'm very bad at that. I. I, I I started going to the gym, and then COVID hit. I'm like, okay, well, that's over. Well, they say that water is good for you. And they say that going to the gym is good for you, but I've not seen the evidence of this, personally. Yeah, but they also say, put your money in the stock market. <laughs> that's true, Seth. They do say that. So, I mean, they also say, recycle your plastic. Yeah. Because it's good. They say Smith. I mean... Sleep more than three hours a night. Again, I'm not sure if that's needs well, to or not. <laughs> I've actually gotten it. I've, I've actually kind of... Not on weekdays as much... Um, because I try to get to bed kind of a good time, but I've been doing the stay up late strategy. I've never done it my whole life. I've always been kind of an early boy, mm-hmm. but I've been staying up. I've been staying up a little bit later, and it's nice. You get so much more shit done, and then I wake up early still. Like I'm, I'm an early riser no matter what. So I just get, I'll just get like you know four or five hours of sleep, mm-hmm. and I'll be fine. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do more. It's a uh, you ever you ever hear these people who are older than us talk about how at a certain age your body just can't tolerate certain foods anymore? I yeah. hope that never happens to me. Because I don't. I think it's happened to me, but I have just powered through it. Mm. Um, I just think I'm just. I'm just like I'm not going to give in. Like certain certain foods, you know, I just eat them and I'm, I'm fucked up. But guess what? It was good, and I don't mind being fucked up. I can sit on the toilet and like play my switch or use my phone or something for hours. I do now know that I have I have become lactose intolerant. It's it's happened to me. Oh, for sure. I don't care. I'm for still drinking sure. milk, baby. Yeah, last night I ate a little bit of ice cream, and later I started, I was, I, I farted a little bit, and it was putrid. Yeah. It was poisonous air. Uh-huh. And I'm like, don't care. Ice cream's too good. It is. Can't, can't stop. Um, I refuse to stop. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you up. Can't, you can't tell me any different. <laughs> it's really funny, because white people are one of the few racial groups in the world that does not always like uh, develop lactose intolerance later on in life like in your teens or whatever uh, most most other racial groups of people I, I hate even using that term but I mean that's how it is uh, is like yeah after it's in their teens milk don't need it anymore done with it wow what a curse yeah. yeah I don't know I mean people still eat pizza that's true as you learned from the office all racists love pizza so yeah, I wonder why pizza is so universally loved. It's, it's easy. You just grab a slice, you eat it, you can put anything on it, basically. Yeah. And it's great. I had a pizza last night. It was awesome. Seth, I will tell you, I got so... This happened to me the other day at a convenience store. I went in at, like, admittedly, it was about 1230 at night, because uh, I just really wanted um, Skittles for some reason. I was like, I need some fucking Skittles. I don't, yeah. I don't really eat Skittles that much, but I wanted them. And as I was there, I looked over and I was like, hey... Is that like a slice of pizza rack? So I walked over there and I was looking at it. I was like, yeah, it's like a little, little it's like it was like a quarter of a piece of, of pizza. Did you have a convenience store pizza? A what now? Did you have convenience store yeah, pizza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually a store where I used to work and I used to make the pizza there, so I know how it's done. Um, and I, it's like a quarter of a pizza essentially, but not like a yeah. whole size pizza. So I got one of these quarters of pizza. Like, yeah, sure, I'll eat this. This would be great. And I bring it up to the front. And the cashier looks at me, and she looks at the piece of pizza, and she says, uh, just one? Damn, dude. She got your ass. I was... Dude. She burned me so bad. Damn, dude. (laughs) It fucking hurt, dude. I was like, yeah, just one. Thank you. Well, let's let's think for a second. What if they were having a two-for-one special, (laughs) and she was like... Oh, you're getting just one. Well, you know, you could get two. 
I don't think that's what happened. But <laughs> Absolutely not. It could be an option. She looked at me. That is. She looked at my shirt size and she said, just one slice of pizza for you, Mr. Forex. You sure? Damn, Mr. Uh, expand, explore. Oh. What was a 4X game? What, what are the 4Xs? Expand, explore. Exterminate, exploit. Exterminate, exploit. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, that was me for sure. Um, so I felt very bad about that. I, I, and and it, as I got in my car, I was like, man, even if she said that, I really want some of this pizza. And I was like, you, you can't, Smith, you cannot take a bite of that pizza in this car. You must drive away from this establishment yeah. first because you cannot let this cashier see you bite this pizza pizza in the yeah, parking lot. What you should have done, honestly, what you should have done, and this financially that's not the smart idea, but what you should have done is you should have gone in there and she said, she says just one, you say yes. Because it's a quarter of a pizza, mm-hmm. right? So you go in, you, know, you say just one. You go back in, you buy one more <laughs> separately. And then she's like, okay. You go back in, you buy one more. Uh-huh. And now she's like, what is happening? And then you fucking, you turn right around and you buy another. <laughs> each time going back to your car. And eventually you have bought a whole pizza. Uh-huh. And she will have been totally fucked in the head. This is, this is, this is my pretty around. woman, essentially. This is me coming back to the store with more money exactly. to buy the things you thought I couldn't buy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I need a Richard Gear to, to supply me with pizza money. Oh my god, so... Man, wouldn't you love if Richard Gere just gave you, like, ten bucks to buy a slice? <laughs> He's so cool. Is Richard Gere cool or not? I don't know. Maybe he is. I have no idea. He, he might be awful, but... We'll just say he's cool for now, because we don't know. I know he's not an animal fan. He's not a what? Animal fan. An animal fan? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, he killed that gerbil. He killed a gerbil? Yeah, in his butthole. Wait, what? You never heard of this? No! Richard Gere put a gerbil in his butthole. Rewind! Why? It was like a weird sex thing. Are you making this up? No, dude, this is all the internet. Like, Richard fucking Gere put a gerbil in his asshole. Okay, well, I'm gonna open up a tab for later. (laughs) Do that one incognito, my friend. Yeah. You're gonna be very surprised what you find in that. It goes deep. Wow, one of the top hits. Richard Gere gerbil story. The definitive history and fact check. <laughs> yes! Yes, I told you! So, okay, I will I will read that up, read up on that later. I, do you know what? This is not what you should do on this podcast, and I, I even hate to do it, but it was such a funny fucking thing to happen. Uh, did you see Chris Evans' penis? I did not, but I've seen a lot of memes about Chris Evans' penis. I've seen, I've I seen like it. I saw it. I've seen it. You saw yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. You got in? Yeah. They've locked a lot of them down. You can't find it sometimes. Yeah, somebody like uh, reuploaded it and I got to it in time, I guess. Damn. Is it... Does he have a hog? It's uh, it's girthier than you would expect. It's not It's not a really? long boy, but it's a thick It's a thick one. It's like a soda can boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And definitely cut, for sure. Absolutely. Um, just a, a real thick dick. Oh, one. okay. You mean circumcised. Yes. I thought you meant he was cut. I'm like, I'm sure he is. He's a very fit man. <laughs> like, of course he's cut. And so, you know, a lot, a lot of torque on his penis. So good for him, you know? Doing well. Well, you know, hey, good for Chris Evans, man. As, you know? as if he had one more win in life. Yeah, as, you know, he's been real down lately. I've, I've been wanting to, I've been really worried about that guy. <laughs> he needed a win, you know? It's yeah. just been terrible for him uh, ever since, uh, I don't know, <laughs> his massive string of successes. Yeah. <laughs> um, God damn, Seth. You remember that? him in Not Another Teen Movie? Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Holy shit. He was he was hilarious in that movie, which is now pretty terrible. But his performance was great. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, he's a weird career there, man. And then all of a sudden, he's Captain America. Yeah, yeah. A strange uh, course trajectory or uh, career trajectory for sure. Uh, I was going to tell you about this thing that I saw on CNBC. This guy named Sam Lyon who oh made $8,000 in one month delivering for Uber Eats. To do this, he only had to work 12 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, he did it. He did it. a suite, 12 by 7, for a whole month. And one month, he made $8,000. Yep. And that is sustainable, and it's something anybody can do. Well, someone pointed out that, first of all, tax has got to come out of that. So really, he made about yes. $5,000. 
Then you yeah. then you account for uh, maintenance of the car and gas, and really we're coming down to about three thousand bucks. So somebody said, so you worked in uh, what is it like sixty four hour week, and you made twenty two dollars an hour basically. That's what you did. That's yeah. you worked double a normal working week essentially, and so really. It was a shit. It's, I said eighty-four hour work week. Eighty-four hour work week. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, not good. <laughs> not great. Yeah, and people are like, "Oh, this is a success story." Yeah, and I'm like, "Okay, okay, let's." And you know what? Let's say, let's say after the after the maintenance, after taxes, like let's say he still made eight thousand dollars raw money. Okay, so let's say okay. Anybody? First of all, that's one month. There's no that job is not guaranteed you're gonna make that every month. But let's just say you do. Let's say you made between six and eight thousand dollars a month. He does. Well, then everyone who reads the story who's unemployed or needs extra money or whatever, they all go do this. They all make less money. That's how this works. That's how the whole labor market works. If everyone out there who you're talking to who's like, oh, this is aspirational, becomes an Uber driver, an Uber Eats driver, this guy's gonna make less money, they're gonna make less money, and you're all gonna be working twelve hours for nothing. Yeah. And that's, it's crazy that they're like, they bring these success stories and it's like, yeah, this guy worked 84 hours a week and made $8,000, which is a terrible break. Even if that's how you break even, that's a terrible job. Right. And there are people who do way less and make way more who own the companies that he's working for and own the franchises he's picking food up from. Yeah. And the thing is, is that somebody else said this is a complete and total lie because Uber Eats uh, regulates how much you can actually, how many orders you can take up a day. And so there's no way he actually did that much. They, 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 that they is, do this little limit on you. That is weird. And that's almost like, what is the inhumane reason they do that? The inhumane reason? Because I feel like, it sounds like a humane thing to do to be like, some people don't overwork themselves. But what is, But there's got to be some corporate bullshit reason behind it. I imagine probably because, I'm not sure if it would hold up in court or not, but truckers have the same thing where you can only drive a certain number of mile or hours a day and every uh, yeah. four days you got to take 34 hours off the road because tired drivers kill people. And yeah. I'm not sure if that would hold up in court against Uber or not, but it could be argued. It, it could be argued. Yeah, I mean, I can't drive. I mean, I don't, know, I don't even know what city he lives in, but I couldn't drive around the city for 12 hours a day and not fucking lose my mind. No, no way. There's no way. Impossible. Absolutely not. How much, how much do you sleep? How much do you... Enjoy this money that you made. Like, how? Uh, when do you get to do any of that stuff if you work 12 hours a day? Well, people are, like, cheering it on, and it's like, they're like, yeah, this is great. This this guy worked hard, and he, he was successful. No, he was successful for a single month, working double what a human being is supposed to yeah. work in that time. And where is the where is the social mobility in what he's doing? Right. If you're saying this is so aspirational, what's he, what's he going to do? He's going to go own Uber Eats all of a sudden? No. He's going to do this forever. Or until he just finds a different job, because that is not a life to live. Yeah, it's just like, people don't understand, there's a strong bootlicker mentality in America, where rich people are oh, rich because yeah. they deserve it, because they, they worked hard and made it. And it's like, if you only knew how many people were successful, quote unquote, and rich, and didn't do a goddamn thing to earn it, it would blow your fucking mind. Yeah. And didn't do anything, and then like I've just, I discussed it last week, I discussed it last week, were lucky there is so much luck involved in almost every fu- you are these days if you are rich you are not 90 percent there there's some edge cases 90 percent you are generational wealth or you got really fucking lucky and you were backed by generational wealth yeah and this this story itself reminds you of those people who are who like post things like this little boy sold lemonade to pay for his grandma's diabetes medicine or some shit isn't that wonderful? Yeah. That's great. No, fuck you. That's so cool, man. I'm so glad that he had to do that so his grandma could stay alive. That's awesome. And it's just like they they want us to work ourselves to the bone for their enjoyment. Like they they want it yeah. essentially. Yeah, and there's like, there's usually weird things too. I don't know how to explain them because I don't do enough research on them at all. But one thing that was really big earlier this year, and I can't, I probably can't even pull up a post of it. But there was this guy who was advertising all over Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything. And I can't remember what his exact name was, but his name was like Boneface Uga. He had like a like a very, very what sounded like African name. Like his last name looked very, very and he was like a black man. And he was I'm pretty sure he was from Africa. So he had a very African name. 
and his whole thing was he was the youngest person to ever get a billion dollars. He was like 21 years old and a billionaire. First of all, I don't know if any of that's true. I don't. I really don't. I don't know because the man post and the thing was, all the posts were about how he's a young billionaire and like you know he has this nice stuff and it was all like yes you got to work you got to do this you can do this but it was never like advertising like oh take my seminar or oh here's how I did it was just like I did it so you can do it too and I'm just like it it always felt so predatory to me like and for all I know this this is a, a fine person who made a billion dollars completely ethically which is obviously possible. Um, but it was really weird. It just fell off of the face of the earth all of a sudden. Yeah. But it, like, and I see this more and more. There's these guys who just, like, they, they're like, oh, I'm young and I'm successful. Success and, and win, you, guys. Yeah. And you've got guys like Dan Bilzerian, who was like, you know, you know, he's the guy who's like, oh, I'm rich. But by the way, apparently cool he's a rapist shit. and also a, uh... Rapist and also not rich, apparently. Yeah. Um, and, and you've got th- that, you've got that, that class of people and it's just so, I don't know, it's, it feels very predatory, and I don't quite know how to make heads or tails of how all that stuff goes down. Dude, I think it's just like a deep, um, like, psyop type shit of like, hey, let's just show you constantly people who, like, made it, and so you'll think you can make it one day. But I personally think that most people are smart enough to be like, subconsciously anyways, we can't all make it. The world is haves and have-nots. It's dog-eat-dog, Right. But we, yeah. but it should. I think most people know that and have just kind of like accepted it to be true because there's no alternative in their mind. They have no way of conceptualizing yeah. an alternative to this. And it's funny, like you mentioned, there's people, there's people out there who are like, "Oh, rich people deserve it," and it's so funny because like growing up where we grew up, the, the same people who say that are the people who are like, "Damn, these rich bastards doing this shit," and it's like. Yeah, damn them. You're right, but then you also go around and say, "Oh yeah, but they deserve it, and one day I'll be rich too." And it's like, why see it that way? You literally are on the right track. Yeah, but you just still want to bootleg for some reason. It makes no sense. Like you will never be allowed to join them. Like it's not going to happen. Like because no, it doesn't happen anymore. Your success would come at the cost of their of them having a piece of the pie. They want all the pieces of the pie. Yeah, the pie is theirs. They have it. And you're not allowed to have it. And I don't understand who can get through their heads. This system is not made to reward you. And you shouldn't, like, life should not be working 84 hours a goddamn week to make, you know, basically the equivalent of a $35,000 a year job. Like, it should not be that. Like, that's not how things should be. And it's not that, you know, if I work hard and I achieve success, even if you do, let's say you make it, boom, you, you got it. You pulled yourself up. You're at the top now. You're a millionaire or whatever. I'm not going to say billionaire. You're a millionaire. You're comfortable, right? Great, that worked for one person. That worked for exactly, you. exactly. Not like when we discussed it last week. If everyone can be a millionaire, they can't. I mean, I don't, even, I don't even know how to finish that sentence because they can't. Because to make a, a million or a billion dollars, you have to exploit the labor of low-paid people. Yeah. No matter what, at the end of the day, you are exploiting their labor. Like you, there will be no janitors. There will be no fast food workers. It'll, it'll, they'll all be millionaires. And then who's gonna do all that stuff that we t- we take advantage of and who, that make the money? And this guy who made a thousand dollars literally in, impossible in a month. Great, that's what Bezos makes in a fucking second. Yeah, more than yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, it's crazy. I was just thinking. I was just thinking about it the other day. I was like, I was thinking about how you know Amazon. One of the, I mean, at least in my field, one of the better things they've done, which I've realized is actually predatory, is this Amazon Web Services, which is where. You know, if you need a server or you need, you know, virtual equipment or whatever, and you don't have space for it in-house, purchase a server, you know, use the hardware whenever you want. Big data farms, which is if you want to start a website on your own, it's a pretty easy thing to do. Just go, sign up, whatever. Um, then I was realizing, I'm like, the whole reason they even did that was one, to get as much data as they could about every piece of code being written in America or in other places too. And two, they're basically ensuring that whatever the next Amazon is, will be built on their hardware right. and they'll own part of the new Amazon anyway. So it's like, it's crazy how like Be- Bezos and his fucking cronies just have, they put their fingers in all the pies at this point. We're hit. There was even a fucking article about how they want to one day provide healthcare. Yeah. They want Amazon healthcare to be a thing. They're like, oh, well, our healthcare providers, like our, our EMTs would know the inner layout of our warehouse already. So we faster than the state-run EMTs. What the fuck are you talking about? Some dystopian-ass shit. That's neuromancer shit. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. 
It's a, dude, we are um, heading for the fucking neuromancer future, where there won't be any cool space station for the rich people. There won't be any goddamn like AIs. It'll just be all the shitty parts of that of that world, and none of the interesting sci-fi elements. Exactly. I'm sure Amazon's EMTs will know you're gonna have a heart attack before you even have it because they have fucking uh, they own a biometrics company that knows when everyone's gonna die. Like Jeff Bezos won't even be interesting enough to have turned himself into a giant vat of human goo that's gonna live forever. He'll just fucking die and one of his dipshit children will inherit his goddamn fortune. Like it won't even be interesting. Can you imagine Jeff Bezos having 1% of a personality? Oh my god, dude. He's nothing. He's a please. He's a fucking. Might as well be carved out of cheese. Yeah, and that's all part of the strategy. Because like, like you know, like Elon Musk, who love him or hate him, like the guy, he has a personality and he exposes it very often. And because of that, you know, he doesn't. It's not as he even loses money. Like you know, with his whole like Tesla stock thing. Like, and of course, it goes up now. But like, he's lost money because of it before. And Jeff Bezos was like, if I just have no personality at all, then no one can ever hold it against me. Remember when Zuckerberg was running for president? Yeah, and people quickly found out that he has—he's the most inhuman being on the face of the planet. Like, like I've—I've I've met chatbots that were more sophisticated than Mark Zuckerberg's personality. Yeah, and I don't think it's because he was born that way or anything. I think it's because he has forgotten what it's like to be a human. Yeah, you reach a certain amount of money in your bank account where you don't remember what it was like to be a person, especially if you lived a life like his where you were mostly privileged your whole life anyway. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, you just forget. I also do like the fact that all the pictures they took of him, they took him at low angles to conceal the fact that he's super short. Yeah, that's his strategy to make himself look taller than everyone. It's fucking um, wild, dude. Um, yeah, imagine, can you believe that guy thought that he had a shot, that he had even the tiniest shot of being president one day? Yeah, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> at least, like you said, Jeff Bezos understands that no one likes him and he will never be popular, and he's okay with that. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's all fucked. Like, all the billionaires, like, once again, there's no ethical way to make a billion dollars. It's literally impossible. People fucking ride Bill Gates' dick all the time, and it's like, sure, you can love Bill Gates, but you don't make a billion dollars ethically. Microsoft is not the most ethical company in the world. No. No. And just because he's a philanthropist does not make anything that Microsoft did okay. Well, did you see the fucking... Okay, so you what's going on with TikTok, right? I mean, yeah, I know about, you know, people banning it and talking about... Like, it's a secu- you know, it's security it's... risk because China owns it or whatever. And so they were yeah. in talks to sell their, their American side of the business to an American corporation. And do you know who is currently the leading offer to buy TikTok? Facebook? Oracle. Really? Yes. I do. I would have said Facebook, Twitter, Amazon before I said Oracle. Do you know why Oracle is on the lead? Because their CEO is one of the very precious few tech lords who is pro-Trump and has donated to his campaign and run fundraisers for him. Wow. And so he's going to get the approval to buy TikTok if TikTok chooses to sell. TikTok is mostly, TikTok's Chinese organization has basically said, we would rather we would rather shut down the app than sell it to any American corporation. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of uh, Chinese sanctions going on. I know um, Tencent, the game company um, based in China that owns, I mean, Fuck it, you name it. They own Riot Games. They own fucking PUBG. They own it all. A big second epic. They've, yeah, they got banned in India. Wow. They got puppet. Just not not no not even the whole company. Just PUBG Mobile. Just the version of PUBG you can play on your phone got banned in India, and that was twenty five percent of their market for that game was just India. They lost, I can't remember the amount, they lost like $14 billion in one day when they got banned in India. Just from the mobile version of one of their, I mean, compared to League of Legends, one of their like lesser popular games. Wait, is Fortnite less popular than League? No, I mean, but they don't, they don't own all of Epic. They, own, they oh, have a yeah. share in it, but they, they own, I'm pretty sure they own pretty much all of Riot. They do, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but I mean... And that's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it because, I mean, I know Tencent's kind of a shitty company, but so many of the games that I love so much. Yeah, I mean, I don't, so it's, I don't it's even weird. know what to think. I don't know what to think about this. I, I, should I care? Should I? I mean, it's just one of those things where it's just like it's too far outside my, my my understanding. Like that's true, and it's like it's like the whole thing with Apple and Fortnite. I'm like, I literally do not care. You guys are both billion dollar companies, so. It's not like you're losing. It's not like 
people aren't going to keep playing Fortnite on PC and the consoles all the time anyway. Yeah. So who gives a shit? Oh, that for me is definitely like Godzilla, Dr. Sarazawa, GIF, let them fight. Like, I don't care. Who yeah. gives a shit? There's there's like merch for the lawsuit now. People are like buying shirts and hats that are like free Fortnite. I'm like, they make so much money. What are you freeing them from? It's like whoever wins, we lose. I don't give a fuck about that one. That That's just insane to me. Um, like Apple's a piece of shit company. And so is, as far as I can tell, Epic is also a piece of shit company. I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter to me who wins that one. Um, they're all pieces of shit companies, except for Digital Extremes. Uh, I was about to say, give a big fucking shout out to Digital Extremes. I talked about a couple episodes ago how the Call of Duty Modern Warfare Warzone file is above 200 gigabytes now, um, which for um, people people who use like smaller SSDs like I do is basically a no-go. Like I just won't even download the game because of that. And Digital Extremes, the people who make Warframe, they have, they literally heard that exact thing. Their game is like, I think it's like 35, 40 gigabytes now. Um, and they're, and that's a big game. There's a lot, of, a lot of stuff in that game. And people have said the exact same thing. They're like, oh, I have a small SSD and I can't keep a lot of games on it. So now I have to move Warframe to the hard drive. And they took that criticism and they're like, okay, we are now going to make the file size about 10 gigabytes smaller. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. That is something that, I wish we see more of the video games. Yeah. Because goddamn, is it a disgusting industry that needs reforms. <laughs> Lots of it. I know this is not usually our our forte on this podcast, but I do want to talk to you real quick except about this. Uh, something I've been saying we talk about a lot on uh, video games is the innovations of ray tracing, which uh, ray tracing. is fucking huge now, apparently. Yeah, and D- they just trace those rays. <laughs> People love it. And DLSS. Yeah, which I've watched that in in implementation, and it's like goddamn witchcraft. Dick loving supersonic. <laughs> yep. DLSS. Um. So you're more of a, a computer guy than me. You understand a little bit more than I do. What are yeah, you know me. What are your thoughts? The Rams together. You're basically our Linus Tech Tips guy. So I'm just curious. Um, I have no idea what ray tracing is, mm. and I don't understand how DLSS works. Mm. Um, but. They look nice. Yeah. And I'm glad that it's around. And I hope that, uh, I just hope that when, uh, um, as a part of all these technological innovations, we also get um, reform. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I mean, game, games already look good enough to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but they look good enough. Like, if you have a really nice PC or one of the new consoles, like, they look good. I don't need the new, I want better games. That's true. And but yeah, I mean, well, what I'm yeah. about once again, the big thing is like who is, who takes advantage of this technology? The AAA companies. Yeah. And how many AAA games come out a year? I don't know X amount. How many of them do I actually want to play? I don't know two or three. There's so here's how you put it. There's more AAA games a year than you would think they're going to be, and a lot less than you actually want to play. And a lot less than you will play. Yes. Well, what I want ray tracing is I don't know what it was. Looked it up eventually. Is that it's like a built-in way to just handle lighting. Without needing to add, no, you don't have to fuck with it anymore. Like you implement ray tracing, and it does the lighting for you. So they're like, yeah. the whole point of it is, it would free up not only resources on like the front end to stop worrying about you know doing lighting stuff and work on other stuff, but also on the back end of games can run faster essentially because they don't have to waste time on the lighting stuff in a scene. Yeah. So that's cool because I mean, people don't even understand lighting is like fifty percent of game development. If your game involves any kind of light, which most games do. It's like most of your team is just working on making the light look good. And then DLSS, which I've watched a couple videos of, is insane. Is like taking an image that's running at a certain a certain resolution and then blowing it up to a bigger one, which normally yeah. looks bad. But this makes it look good. Yeah, it's like, it's funny how they're like, oh, you know how like whenever you maximize the image, it looks bad. Well, it doesn't anymore. Right. And you're like, oh, how? And then they tell you, and you're like, that went over my head. I'm so sorry, but I don't, I don't understand it at all. I watched some guy fucking around with control, running it at like sub 240p, and it looked, I mean, not great, but the fact that it can take a lower than YouTube's lowest resolution video and turn it into a thing you could actually play is insane. I'm not even sure how the fuck that yeah. works. It runs faster and looks better. Those two things don't usually go together in, in games. Yeah. So that's going to be crazy. 8K, they're talking about gaming at some point, which is just wild. Yeah, then there's already the new graphics cards. There's already TVs that can handle 8K. And I'm like, 
Why? <laughs> because there's nothing, nothing in the world that runs 8K yet. Saying, is anything... I haven't even seen a... I haven't even seen with my own actual eyeballs a 4K image, I don't think. Really? Like on a, like on a computer, anyways. No, like, my computers can't handle 4K. Your computer's... You have, like, your monitor is, like, 1440p, right? Right, yeah. Okay, so you're close. It's one-fourth of many p's. It's, it's not really. It's pretty pretty similar. Anyways, what um, I'm saying, though, is we're talking about 8K and shit. I'm like, are there even any, like, movies that can take advantage of this? Like, what are we doing no, right there's now? there's nothing. We're literally just competing with ourselves. And I don't even know why. I'm like, you know, how about we, uh, how about we feed the hungry yeah. and make more jobs? And I mean, I, I'm all for pushing like the boundaries of technology. Yes, that's great. Let's 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 do that. But like you said, there's more important battles to be fought. But it just seems like at, at the same time, like even if you even if in a, in a world where hey, everything's great, we're living in basically utopia, you will be like, all right, 8K, dude. Like seriously, are we worried about this right now? Is this our, is this something we should be thinking about? Yeah. Like I saw a guy who's like future proofing his computer for 8K, and I'm like, can you even do that? Will there even be a future? That's true. Um, and yeah, I know another thing. I, we we kind of talked about it a little bit today, but like one thing I'm I'm concerned about, but I think is also really good for consumers is something we we've kind of dogged on Marcus for talking about it. But the Xbox Game Pass is a thing that is more and more. It is becoming, in my opinion, what the Xbox is being sold on is you pay, and especially if you have a PC too, you pay fifteen bucks, how twenty bucks a month, and you play a bunch of games. On, on PC and Xbox, and that's all you do. You don't have to buy full price. There are brand new games, full price games being put on it every month, and that's how it works. And I'm like, for for consumers, the people who play games and people who like, I mean, you know, if you even if you buy for the gamers. a game, even if you buy one game every two or three months, it's between like 60 and 40 bucks, like you're saving money doing this, and you can play more games. So for consumers, it's an incredible value. But I do wonder if, it's gonna, if we're going to get into the idea, which we have to, of like a Netflix bubble that's going to happen with us because, you know, Netflix is just hemorrhaging money and making content so that more people will buy it and they can be better than their competitors. And I feel like with with Game Pass, I don't know how much money can be made by the developers off of this, how much money even Microsoft can make off of this. Like how, like paying for that licensing and all that, like where is, is are they just choosing to lose money on this to beat Sony and the one thing Sony doesn't do? Because the one Sony has their own solution called PS Now, which is complete absolute shit. It doesn't get brand new games, any of the half the shit that Xbox does. And and my that's where in my opinion where they are absolutely demolishing Sony is just in that in that one place, which I think is gonna become more more important pretty soon, is you know, games as a service, as much as I yeah, kinda get irked by that term. Um, well that's a different thing. But I just wonder where the money is gonna go. I mean, yeah, games as a service is a little bit it's it's a little bit different, but the, you know, the idea of you pay a service a la carte of, of games, yeah. Yes. Uh, I, but I do wonder when the bubble, like, is the bubble going to form and what's going to happen to it? So in terms of it being bad for developers, here's my question. Is, I'm not sure if I've heard about this yet, is it like Epic's thing where they're like, hey, buddy, sell your game on our platform for a year exclusively and we will give you more fucking money you can possibly do, you know what to do with, basically. Like, Ooblet's got yes. like $3 million or some shit to do that. Yeah. So what I've heard is developers, they do get an upfront amount of money for just putting it on the service. And then um, apparently any, like any, any, and then once it's on the service, anytime it gets downloaded or streamed or whatever, depending on how you're fucking doing it, well, they don't have the streaming yet, but you download the game, they get a percent, kind of like a Spotify kind of thing where it's like, okay, they downloaded it. So we realize this game is popular. It has value. We give you the money. Um, I don't know what percentage, what I'm sure it's different for bigger games, different for all this stuff. But yeah, I just I do wonder like because we we already heard how even though it's still massively popular, things like Apple Music and Spotify don't pay out as much as pure album sales. But and once again, I know that the Xbox Game Pass can't sell out as much as pure game sales. But I do wonder how much they're getting and if it's a sustainable way to keep making games. And because I do think at the end of the day, even if I get Xbox Game Pass or if I get any of these service things, I, any game I really enjoy, I will pay full price for. There's no no doubt about it. But I know that's me and not a lot of people, so I wonder, like, where is that going to go? There's one thing about this that it is, I'm curious about. So you, you, you do the comparison to Netflix, and Netflix is one of the most bizarre companies that currently exists because of how yes. much content it makes and how much money it loses, and yet how much its stock price is going up. It's like it's the Tesla of content delivery services. Yeah. 
nothing about Netflix's internal workings makes sense to anybody who looks at their books. And a lot of people think it's actually a giant fucking scam. That someone somewhere is making billions off of this shit. Yeah. And I mean, but here's the thing. The reason they're so valuable is if, you, if you're if you at work or you're around people and you say, oh, this movie's pretty good. What's the first thing they ask you? Is it on Netflix? Right, yeah. They don't say, is it on Amazon Prime? They don't say, is it on Hulu? They don't say, is it on HBO? They say, is it on Netflix? Because everyone has a fucking Netflix subscription some way or somehow. True. But what I'm saying is that people who work in movies and TV are like, this is not sustainable. Whatever they're doing oh, can't yeah. last. Yeah. Like, it's no way. So I wonder if Microsoft is the same way. We're like, here's the thing. Microsoft, though, they don't give a fuck. Microsoft has infinite amounts of money. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, and that's the thing is I'm like, because well, gaming for Microsoft is a small piece of their pie. Yeah. Like, as, as I mean, Xbox is important culturally and doesn't, you know make heads or tails for them so i think they can go in on this and lose as much money as they want to be the platform yeah like because once again their value is pretty impressive right now with how many like there are some crusader kings 3 is on the fucking pc game pass yeah. the game just fucking came out um and it's just like and that's how it happens and the thing is we don't talk about this very much is that in the console wars it's microsoft's war to lose because what is Sony's big business other than games? It's like TVs and shit, you know, electronics. Yeah. But Microsoft has an infinite money generator called Windows that will never go away. But the the war for consoles is only in North America. Yeah. Overseas, it is all PlayStation all the time. Wait, you people overseas don't care about Xbox. Sorry, I thought, you, I thought Japan. I'm sure the Switch is big in Japan, but... I mean, out of those two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Nintendo is not even in the console. True. Nintendo has the, everyone who's going to buy a Nintendo is going to buy one already. True. True. They know their market. That's just how it works. Um, but yeah, it, when it comes to the two Sony Microsoft, it is a war in North America. And overseas, they just don't have a lot of budget. Maybe that's what they're trying to do with this newest, you know, releasing different, having an incredibly indecipherable naming convention and making things like Game Pass. I think they're going to try and break into the markets, but. Japan and Europe are like solidly PlayStation countries. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I know I Xbox sold legendarily poorly in Japan. Yeah. To the point where they're like Japan. I've heard they're like, they're like Japanese, like Xbox hipsters who are like, actually, it's cool, guys. It's, it's great. Yeah. I play this console. You've never heard of it. It's called Xbox. It's pretty, uh. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's pretty underground. My, my Microsoft, you know. It's uh, but yeah, it's it's wow. This just feels like if 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 Microsoft wanted to throw enough money at, at, at this to to get rid of the competition, they probably could. Uh, but it's probably not worth sinking that money into it. So for now, we we will have uh yeah. a rivalry. And you're right, though, it is basically just them two and Nintendo. They don't give a fuck. Nintendo is beyond. They're above the console wars. Yeah, Nintendo has solved making video games. And they just do it better. One thing I found out, which I need to do more research on this, I can bring it on the, on the show and talk about, is that uh, Sega is deeply tied to the Yakuza in uh, in Japan or the Yakuza. I mean, yeah, they they make all those games. Well, so no, but I mean, they actually are tied to the real. Yeah, they have to do the research to make the games. And then also, Konami is apparently super in debt to a crime boss somewhere. Their CEO is like deeply in debt to like a, a, a criminal over there. And so I got to do more research on this, but apparently yeah. even Nintendo has ties uh, to the Yakuza. So I'm, I'm curious well, about yeah. this. We can look into that. Because like here in America, there's always jokes. We, we, we there's ourselves about mattress stores being tied to the fucking yeah, mattress firm, <laughs> to, for sure. to, to uh, drugs. What if in Japan, like every every game company is just like secretly in debt to the Yakuza? Yeah, games don't make any money over there. <laughs> Not at all. Oh man. Well, anyways, Seth, is that an episode? That's a that's a. A mic up. We kind of bounced around a lot on that one, but uh, we did. We kind of, we didn't really we didn't talk about any politics almost at all. Not really. Um, Started off that way. But who cares? Uh, Joe Biden sucks. Trump sucks. Uh, voting is a shame. I will say this: fuck Democrats because they have just made a push in uh four or five states to get the Green Party kicked off the ballot. That's right. The Democrats want to make this, the election less democratic by making sure that less people will vote by getting their party kicked off. And they have succeeded yep. in several states. And so that sucks, and fuck you for that. Yeah, they think the green they fuck think them. the green party is some kind of threat to Biden. Hey, guess what, buddy? If they weren't voting for Biden to begin with, they're not going to vote for him now for sure. Yeah, and think about by the way, if really you touch off in the foot, because how many people do you think would have gone into the voting booth, voted for Howie Hawkins, and then voted straight Democrat everywhere else? Because there's no green party running for those those seats. 
Yeah. You just you just fucking you fought yourself. So yeah, hey, we did our politics. Part. There we go. We did it right there. We're here. Cool. All right. Well, this has been the Illinials podcast. I'm a Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MC Surf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter and Letterbox at K Y N A Z E R A S Knazeris. Our art is done by Mark. Go ahead. Nope. Ask me if I watched something. Have you reviewed anything else on Letterbox? I watched a movie last week for the first time in my entire life. I watched the Rob Reiner Nora Ephron classic When Harry Met Sally. How was it? It is incredible. Wow. It is a really, really maybe one of the best rom coms ever. It is is a really, really fucking special movie. It's a Billy Crystal, right? Yeah, Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan, Carrie Fisher, um, great, great cast. Can you believe uh, that, that Billy Crystal is considered to be a at all sexual being at some point? Oh yeah, that's crazy. And man. that movie in the beginning of the movie when he has a beard, not beginning, and one side, one part of the movie he has a beard, and I'm like, I see. Okay, all right. when he's shaved, uggo. Mm-hmm. But bearded Billy Crystal, stud. Okay, I'll look it up. Anyways, uh, our art is done by Marcus Barkley, who is not here, but usually is. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at Mr.Beaches. Our theme song is done by Ben Powell. He's been on the show um, before, especially on our movie and game review episodes. Um, he has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown, where they talk about wrestling and the broken North South. If that's interesting, go check it out. You can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make it under it. Uh, fuck uh, the, the, the Uber Eats uh, PR. Yeah. Uh, we have stopped trying to solve our problems and are trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York, that's Elena's podcast, baby. We're out.